we're going to turn to James, James 1, verse 1. And I do love the Word of God. I think uh, if you're going to have a real relationship with the Lord and not some kind of make-believe fable, the Bible talks about deceivers in the last day that have cunningly devised fables. Amen. Made up stories about who Jesus is and what he's like. Amen. But we need to know what the Bible says. Amen. We need to know. You know, I heard somebody here recently talk about uh, that moment in the book of Luke. Sister Daphne was talking about when Jesus kind of came to those men that were walking on the road to Emmaus. And this was after his resurrection. And they don't recognize him. They don't realize they're depressed and discouraged. And, and whether it was just something that, that they were just so caught up in themselves. You know, we do that sometimes. We get so caught up and distracted. We don't see Jesus right there. Amen. Or maybe this was just God kind of maybe blinding them to the fact that he was right there with them all along. I, I don't know. But he begins to walk with them on this road. And from what I have... Uh, read about and, and heard about this road is a pretty lengthy road. It would take several hours to get from where they were coming from to Emmaus. Somewhere along the way, Jesus begins to walk with them, ask them what they're talking about. They start saying, well, all the events in Jerusalem and the crucifixion that they had seen. And, and they started to express their discouragement and, and their disappointment, saying, you know, God was going to do so much, and, and, and now it's hard that we can even really trust him in so many words. We trusted that he was going to save Israel. But God was doing everything he needed to do and so much more. Amen. And the Bible says at that time he began to open up the scriptures with his teaching, not, not literally open up a book or a scroll, and begin to, from Moses and the prophets, begin to speak of himself. Can I tell you this book is about Jesus? The more you get to know it, the more you'll know him. And can I tell you this? The more you'll love him. It was a challenge that I heard somebody put forth saying, how long could you talk about Jesus with Moses and the Old Testament prophets? Can I tell you? Every page, it's about him. Every prophecy, every shadow and type, it's about him. Amen. He's the lamb that was sacrificed. Amen. He's the power of God that led the children of Israel. And on and on and on we could go that he is what this book is about. Amen. And when you start, I've had some family members say, oh, I'm going to study Leviticus in my church. And I'm not really looking forward to it. You know, that law. And I said, you know what? If that teacher is any bit of a Bible teacher, he'll tell you right from day one, we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to look at all the all the sacrifices and all the the laws of uh, of this Old Testament. And we're going to show you how Jesus did all those things perfectly. Amen. That he's our sin offering. He's our burnt offering. Amen. He's our trespass offering. Amen. And if that preacher is worth anything, he's going to make it so because when you're learning about Jesus, that's exciting. If you love him. Like you should love him. Amen. But if you got a preacher that can't show you Jesus in Leviticus or in Ruth or in Deuteronomy or in Ezekiel, hey, I'm going to tell you, he's missing the boat. Hallelujah. James, the first chapter. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for 
Lord, your kindness, your love, your power that's in this service, God. Thank you for this, Lord, the, this love in, in our church family, God. And, and Lord, we just ask you to help us, lead us, and guide us, Lord, and teach us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. amen. James. He starts off. That's how these letters start, usually with Paul or Peter or James, whoever wrote them. You don't have to go to the end and say and find out, hey, who wrote this? Well, sincerely love and kisses James. <laughs> James just starts off and says, hey, it's me. Right. I'm talking to you. Right. Amen. So he they introduce themselves at the beginning of the letter instead of saying, dear Melvin, right. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes, which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy. Somebody say joy. joy. Count it all joy. Right. When? Yeah. Whew, do you want to sit down? <laughs> count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Right. Various different kinds of testing and trials. Right. Knowing this. Do you know it? That the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to talk a little bit, just a little bit, about patient and perfect. Patient and perfect. Whew. You might say, you know what? I don't need to be so perfect if, I have to, if it takes patience. Amen? Praise the Lord. I, I I don't think uh, you pray for me, maybe, uh, uh, you know, when I'm hungry and, and dinner may be delayed. Praise the Lord. And maybe I'm sitting out at a restaurant somewhere saying, that better be my tray he's bringing out. I, I can be impatient. But I, I believe this is a whole lot more than that. Amen. James says, count it all joy. Now, this is one of those scriptures you know it. I'm not telling you something you've never heard but I think sometimes the depth of this, the importance of this, sometimes we kind of put it aside. We talk about wanting to finish the race and getting across the finish line. But you know what? I, I thought about a song I've heard Brother Couch sing so many times. I'm not only going to make it, I'm enjoying the trip. The idea of patience is... One of those things we don't just necessarily say, you know what, they better get right with God. You know what, they're so impatient. But do we really understand what he's saying? Patience, as I've taught it before, is an interesting word. It's, it's so much more than just saying, oh, I'll tell you what, if they, 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 they should have been here three and a half minutes ago. What's taking them so long? But patience means that you are facing trials, facing difficulties, going through all the different words we can use to talk about difficult times, tribulations, battles, valleys, amen, storms of life. God is telling us that we're going to face those things, but how do we face them? Bible talks about patience, and when you look that word up, it's a word that means cheerful or hopeful endurance. Whew. Hallelujah. There is a, a serious need 
to examine ourselves sometimes when things get difficult. It would be unwise for us to not not to consider that there's been a lot of folks that have done really well, been excited about living for God, been encouraging to others when everything was going their way. Amen. When it seemed easy. Praise the Lord. Can I tell you what? What Jesus did for these men and women was that they were able to be stable through the trial. That Paul and Silas in the midnight hour sang praises unto God. Amen. It would be wise of us to consider what we are when it's difficult. Praise the Lord. There are situations, I want to be very clear, there are situations that, that we go through that it's, I'm not talking about being cheesy and shallow and, and, and never having frustration or anger, but a stability. But can I say this? We don't lose our minds under pressure. Amen. That we don't lose our testimony. That we don't have regret. I like to try my best as I grow in God to say, I, I, I really don't want to have to go back and, and, and say I'm sorry about things as, as much as I used to be have to. Amen? Patience means that I'm going to have to have some grace under pressure. That I'm going to have to have my eyes in the right place, my focus on Him when it's getting tough. That when we stand in, in, in times of, uh, of distress, in times of battle, praise God, that, that, that it, it never becomes an excuse for us to act, to slip into an old way of life. Amen. Because if the devil could get his foot in the door, you might be surprised next time how far you slip back into, into that ungodly character. Amen. Amen. Seeing some some amazing people with amazing gifts just never be able to get a grip on the fact that, you know what, I'm still a Christian when it's difficult. I'm still going to, to, to be right, amen, when I feel like I'm, I'm going through it. Praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost will, will help us. It's God that, that in us, it's not me. It, uh, you got to, again, get your mind off the idea of, well, my strength and I'm able and I'm, I can do this and I can't do that. Jesus hung on the cross and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Prayed for us, prayed for them. And that's who Christ in us is the hope of glory. Amen. To have hopeful endurance, cheerful endurance, to be able to say, you know what? I've had bad days before. This too shall pass. Praise the Lord. As a young person, you hear some of the, the, the pillars in the church say things like that. The ones that, that have some battle scars. The ones that have endured some storms. And they've been around for a while. And you, they've become a fixture in the house of God. And, and they say, this too shall pass. And, and, and you, ah, don't you realize that this storm and how difficult. You don't get how serious this is. I've been through some of these. And maybe, just maybe, some of them have said, you know what, this one isn't so bad compared to the one maybe back in so-and-so time. Right. Hallelujah. Patience means you're going to make it. Right. You, you don't lose hope. Right. Hopeful endurance. Right. 
It's going to be all right. We're going to make it. Don't don't fall to pieces. Don't don't begin to 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 be your worst, your own worst enemy and and have problems and start ripping and tearing everything up. And oh, what's the use? I've seen people throw fuel on the fire. Not saying there isn't a fire, but all of a sudden, well, it's just if we're going to have to make things right, let's make them right real good and just make a mess of things. When if you just hold on, put your confidence in God, your faith in God. Praise the Lord. Pray. Get some other folks praying for you. Amen. Don't take it out on anybody else. Just keep on loving God. Amen. It's amazing to me. To me, it shows how the devil works. To me, like I said, it, it's just, it, it reeks of demonic activity. How's that for blunt? It reeks of, of the devil's work when we're under pressure and rather than reaching for God and reaching for friends, we start getting mad at God and tearing down our friends. I've had some of my best friends just all of going through hard times. I'm thinking, I'm here for you, man. This is what we're brothers are, are, are born for adversity is what the Bible says. This is why I'm here, man. Don't you worry. I'm going to be with you. And all of a sudden, I'm the worst enemy. What in the world? You're acting like you're, you're acting like your worst enemy, the devil. Tell you, if we can understand how we need one another in those times our flesh i know our old man has been hurt and 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 just done dirty so many times that that uh that patience is no longer there because when we go and get under pressure we immediately don't trust anybody that's not that's not patience but look what it says knowing this counting all joy when you fall into various temptations and trials, divers, that's what that means. Like diverse, various. It's not talking about putting on an oxygen mask and looking for, for starfish, amen, in the ocean somewhere. Divers temptations, praise God, means various kinds of tests. Knowing this, how can I count it all joy? Because you know something. Your faith in time of trouble, you're trusting God when you don't have the answers. See, this is where faith really comes in. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen is what Hebrews 11 says. So when you've got it all figured out, I see how this isn't going to fall to pieces. I see how this could work out. And you really don't know how it's going to work out, but at least you have some kind of hope in the facts and figures of it. But when God takes away the hope and facts and figures, you got to say, God, you got this worked out. I, I don't know how you're going to do it. That's when faith has to be active. So your faith is going to be tried. You see that? Knowing that the trying of your faith, it's going to be tested. Understand this. Praise God from the very beginning of the word of God, right back in the book of Genesis. Abraham was a man of faith. His faith was tested. Amen. Your faith will be tested. Say, well, I don't see it that way. It's just problems, troubles, and I get to just lose control and, and, and fall to pieces and panic. No, God's allowing a test. And if you don't pass the test, chances are you're going to have to take it again. Amen. You can say all you want. Well, I got through it. 
I messed a lot of things up, hurt a lot of people's feelings, and and, and uh, had a lot of uh, of you know apologies to make. I don't know if I got everything you know fixed and cleaned up at all, but but at least I got through it. And God says, "They got through it." An F is not acceptable. That's not getting through it. It's like, whoo, I got through the sixth grade with an F. Do it again. Do it again. Right. Now, you can be stubborn all you want and say, I, I, I just can't. I just can't. God knows what you can and can't do. So let God be God. When Knowing this, the trying of your faith worketh patience. The trying of your faith is going to work that patient, that cheerful, hopeful continuance, endurance. Hallelujah. That's what patience is. Your, your trial is going to help you learn how to endure, tri- tri- endure more trials. And how many know life is going to be full of trials? I, I know maybe this is not just what you expect in, a, in a, uh, an atmosphere of faith, but there's a lot of pain involved in life. There's a lot of pain. I, I know a lot of people have just flat out said life is pain. I don't know if I just want to go that far, but yeah, it's pretty close to that. It's a, there's a lot of it. Amen. So you're going to have to learn how to get through it and not panic and lose your mind and lose your soul. Amen. Patience. But look what it says. But let patience have her perfect work. That remember, patience is that endurance where you're not losing control. You're not losing your mind. Amen. But let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. I don't know that we recognize, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think there's anyone here that would say, I I don't know if that's true or not, but do you realize just how truly true it is? Do you realize how amazingly important it is that if you're going to get from here to heaven, you're going to have to learn how to get through trouble without panicking, without losing your mind, without falling to pieces, without backsliding. If you're going to make it, you're not going to get to heaven based on the fact, God, I do really good when I'm doing really good. And when I get it my way and everything goes easy, I am a great Christian. And you know that. I do everything right when everything's going my way, but the little, a little bit of trouble or a little bit of problem or a little bit of pain, it's really, really hard for me to live for God. So God, I pray and I pray and I pray. Don't let it be difficult. Don't let me go through anything. Don't let me have to give up anything. Don't let me have to go have a battle or a trial. Don't test me, God. Is that right? That's not life. And what happens is people do really well for a while, like the seed that's planted on the stony ground. But when it doesn't have any depth, it dries up and and dies. Well, praise God. I know there's a lot of folks. I don't think it's super easy to I I don't think you have to live in fear of backsliding. But but the the parable of the sower is pretty clear. You can be planted. Amen. You're, You're growing. That's life. That's real. But you know what? If you don't have any depth in this, there's going to be troubles. There's going to be trials of your faith. And if you don't have enough depth in God to say, you know what? I don't like it. I don't have any problem. 
I'm not up here telling you just have a big cheesy grin and act like everything's great and it's all about good attitude. I'm not saying that. I'm willing to say, this is awful. I hate this. This isn't fair. Amen. But I'm not going to give up on God. And I'm not going to act like I'm about that close to. I'm not going to all of a sudden start talking like someone who's going to give up on God. I'm not going to I'm not going to look back at what God brought me out of and say, you know what? Some people think they're, you know, it's like a child holding their breath. I'm going to get my way or I'm going to hold my breath, you know, and you're going to feel sorry for me and give me my way. You think God is threatened by you thinking about the old life and going back to it? You think somehow that's manipulating God like you can manipulate a mommy and a daddy and say, you know, I'm not going to love you anymore and I'm going to hold my breath till I die. And I don't, you know, God, that's that's. God's looking at you saying, why would you choose to be dumb to go back to what I brought you out of? Do you, I remember. Don't you remember how miserable you were? Well, if God doesn't do this for me, I'm going to go back to my old sins. I'm going to go back to my old life. And God says, you weren't happy then. You had trouble then. You know how people give up on God and leave church because there's trouble? Yep, I'm going to go back out there where there's no trouble. And, you know, my family, we don't families that aren't in church. They don't argue like we do and they don't get frustrated with each other. And 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 all every all my all my problems, they started when I started living for God. Ooh, got some problems going on upstairs with that. The devil's lied to you. You think your troubles are going to stop? Praise God. Your troubles don't stop when you come into church, but you've got a friend and you've got to help and you. And you learn how to patiently, to cheerfully or hopefully endure some things. And the Bible says if patience has her perfect work, I think it's really neat. Sometimes the Bible takes some, we talked this morning a little bit to the men and we kind of just didn't want to get in trouble. So we said a couple nice things about women too. <laughs> no, we said it because it's so true. And we thank God for strong, uh, just faithful women. Amen. And in the Bible, you'll see some amazing qualities kind of given a, like personified. Right. And wisdom is one of them. You read in the uh, first few chapters of, of uh, Proverbs, and it talks about, about wisdom building her towers and doing this and she does that. And wisdom is personified as a female. Right. And so here is, uh, is patience having her perfect work. Amen. Praise the Lord. You just go think about that for a while. But uh, when patience is worked in you, what is he saying? He's saying when you learn how to let the Holy Ghost take you through troubles patiently, endure without falling to pieces. Can I say it like they used to say it years ago, acting the fool? And just be able. I'm not saying we don't get upset, angry, frustrated, but we're not going to lose control. The Bible says that a man that cannot rule his spirit is like a city broken down and without walls. You're vulnerable to the enemy. But if you learn how to be patient, to endure trouble with faith, with hope, the Bible says that you may be perfect. Now, hold on a minute. I know we like to get this idea, well, nobody's perfect, and and that perfection means that everything is 
pure and right and you never fall, you never falter, you never stumble. Uh, I don't believe that that is necessarily the kind of perfection that God is calling us to. But but the word, if again, if you look at a study of that word, it means to be complete. In labor, growth, mental and moral character, completeness, and a lot of places in the King James Bible, that same word for perfect is translated to be of full age or to be a man. What it means is to be grown up, to mature, to be completely everything you need to be. To go through life with Christian maturity is, is really going to rest on how you get through trouble. Amen. How you deal with adversity. If we look in the natural, we can understand children falling to pieces, uh, uh, maybe a very young child. You know, they're screaming and crying and yelling. What's wrong? They're hungry. Amen. Well, praise God. Help me. go. <laughs> maybe that was a bad example because I feel like I resemble that. But but the smallest things, it's just everything's falling apart. And, and, and you know, we, we, we try not to be... Uh, too difficult, or too too judgmental, maybe on on children that are going through battles and 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 they feel like oh I can't live and I can't I can't get through this and everything's and you say no 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 I've been through some things too you don't understand no you're going to be all right this is going to teach you and you're going to be fine and as you grow you realize that you don't have a perfect job with a perfect boss and perfect hours and you don't have perfect neighbors and your co-workers are imperfect and your family's not perfect and and you you deal with adversity so often and and you just realize that we're not in heaven yet you realize that there's going to be some things that are challenging us and and you just say you know what that's that's life amen, amen. and you're going to trust god you're going to pray a little bit more and you're going to you're going to smile and and you're going to trust you're going to praise god for another day you're going to thank God for his blessings. You're not going to fall apart and focus on how bad it is and how start thinking about how bad it could be and what it will happen and what if this happens. But we start counting our blessings and start maybe getting somebody else to pray for us, reaching out for help. And we endure some things. And that is Christian maturity. That is what the Bible says. Let patience have her perfect work. That ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If you want to be a mature, strong Christian, you're going to have to learn how to, how to bear a burden. You got to learn. If, you know, I, I don't know some of, some of the men here, well, sisters as well, whatever you might do, you know, working and laboring in the home or on a job somewhere. And, you know, you, you, it, there's always something that's going to go wrong. You don't give up and walk away and throw in the towel and, and you, you just say, well, I got to get through this. I'm going to work it out. I'm going to. Amen. And life is like that. It could be a lot more serious than just maybe something breaking down or something, maybe not having enough of something to get your job done. But, you know, life throws you some curves and you just realize, God, you're good. You're so good. And, and you're going to help me with this. Luke, the 21st chapter. Luke 21 is a parallel portion of Scripture. Luke 21, rather, is a parallel portion of Scripture to, to Matthew 24. 
Luke 21, you can kind of run your eyes down for a little bit. We're not going to read it word for word, but in verse 7, they are asking him what the signs will be when these things come to pass. He starts telling them about not being deceived and false Christs and all the different nation rising up against nation in verse 10 and earthquakes in divers places, famines, pestilences in verse 11. And you begin to see all these things, and and he begins to even say that in verse 17, you're going to be, verse 16, you're going to be betrayed. Verse 17 talks about being hated. And then verse 19 says, in your patience possess you your souls. I make a very bold statement and say, we're not going to make, we're not going to make it through these last days without patience. We're not going to be able to face End time battles, praise God, without being able to get through difficulty. Amen. I I say it so often, I read my Bible, and you should too. And if you read it, you're going to see men and women going through tragic times. Men, Men and women facing just amazingly difficult obstacles. The tests of their faith or the battles The Bible gives us these types and shadows as giants that they have to face. Walls. You ever going through life just trying to do your best and it seems like you just run into a wall? Jericho was a city just like that. And God says, I've got a plan for you to get those walls down. Amen. And on and on we can talk about, you know, the lions in the lion's den. Uh, uh, a test of, uh, of faithfulness against the, the threat of, of spiritual forces that come against us. The, the, the fiery furnace and, and the prison cells of, and, and the rejection that we see the men and women of faith going through. Jesus said, in your patience, possess ye your souls. Your soul is going to be kept strong through through trials and troubles in these last days because you have learned patience. Because you have learned that no matter what. Can you imagine some of these men that incarceration, going to prison, going to a dungeon was very possible for them in many situations. To be arrested for their faith and be thrown into prison. When the disciples, this first church, talk about anointing and power and victory and, oh, God, bring a book of Acts revival, every one of them just saw their Savior nailed to a cross and killed, executed in a most horrible, horrible way. Amen? Now we're having church. Now we're standing up in the midst of this community that was just shouting, let his blood be on our hands and on our children's hands. And now we're saying, hey, we, we've got church day this weekend, and we're going to talk about how Jesus, the one that was crucified, was Lord of all. They watched as Stephen, one of their deacons, was stoned. Amen. Praise God. James, the... The, the apostle that, that was in leadership at that time, slain with a sword and Peter put in prison. What are we going to do? Hey, there's prayer meeting tonight. Let's pray for the preacher. Amen. So we need to understand that 
this Bible does not paint a picture that everything is just going to be easy because we have faith, but rather faith is going to help us when things get difficult. And in that we possess our souls. We cannot give up and go back. We cannot fall to pieces and just lose our faith when the trial comes, but in patience. It just means keep keep going. Endure it. Like a good soldier, endure it. Amen. Pray and, and get your mind on God and let Him take you through patiently, hopefully, cheerfully, because God's going to keep His hands on us all the way to the finish line. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, You're so good to us. Lord, I believe there's people in this church right now just facing those tests that we're talking about, facing difficulties in their hearts, in their minds, in their families, questions, troubles, burdens, God. You said in our patience we would possess our souls. We'd be safe, God, in you if we could just continue. But, Lord, we need your strength every step of the way. We need your strength. We need your help through it all. Oh, hallelujah. Let's all find a place to pray. God, we love you. I ask for your strength. I ask for your strength for your people, God.
days we are fighting against those principalities like never before but God's going to help us make it all the way Hallelujah! let's all stand thank God for my brothers and sisters let's keep on praying for one another again let's be praying for sister Emily with her tests on Monday and Tuesday as well that God would just be with her and her family hallelujah thank God thank God for brothers and sisters praying for us Lord, we love you. Thank you for your faithfulness, God. You're, you're our help. You're our strength, God. You're a present help in trouble, God. Lord, thank you for it, God. I'm asking you now to keep us, Lord. Teach us patience, God. Teach us that cheerful endurance, God, and help us to shine a light through this world, God. Use us throughout this week, God, to be a, a light, God, to be a salt, God, to be, Lord, your ambassadors. Bless your people now. Keep us safe as we travel, God. We ask it all in your great name, that name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church.